What's up guys, it's me Cal Mac back once again and this week I'm joined by another TikToker, Izzy Radford. But this girl has got several strings to her bow. She's not only a TikTok star, but she's also a budding comedian and has written uh, her own piece for the BBC called The Making of an Education. Izzy talks fascinatingly about how she dropped out of university uh, to pursue her dreams and of course talks the decisions that young people have to make, whether they're going to go to university or not, uh, from her own experience, um, put in against um, what she thinks most people's opinions of this subject would be. Izzy uh, talks as well about making the piece for the BBC, the structure uh, that she wanted to put across, and also how this could help her with her own uh, career progression um, alongside the work she does on TikTok. Uh, here is Izzy Radford. <laughs> to start off this show it is a pleasure to be joined by the lovely izzy radford uh TikTok star and writer how are you izzy how are you doing i'm good i'm good i'm still struggling with zoom which is like feels impossible you know everybody how... seems to struggle with zoom i don't know why because it was only set up last year and every single person i've talked to that uses zoom has always said i struggle to know how to use zoom I think yeah. there needs to be some sort of Zoom class that everyone needs to go on just to understand how to use it, you know. I know, I know. But, you know, I'm here. You're I've here. That's here the main thing. I got to say as well, Izzy, I love the background that you're in. It looks oh, really you. nice. My room. Thank you so oh, much. It's very nice. Very, I mean, I don't normally compliment doors, but that door looks oh, very boorish and nice. Yeah, it's very, it's very classy, isn't it? Very classy, very you classy. You that at the top, but it's nice. <laughs> it's a pleasure to have you on the show, Izzy. It's great to have the chat to speak to you about um, some of the stuff you do. Um, so the first question I have for you is, what brought Izzy Radford and TikTok together? It's a good question. And I, I, I don't know. I think I've always wanted to do little funny comedy videos, but I don't feel I was ever particularly the right platform. Like I had a very brief dabbling in YouTube, but it just... It wasn't quite right. Like, I'm not sure that I'm necessarily built for write, sitting down, writing the sketches and then filming them myself and then editing, putting them on. I I like TikTok because it's so like, it feels so easy to do the stuff you want to do. And it feels oh, yeah. a lot more like, stress-free and a lot more my vibe, which is short, a bit like videos are a bit shorter. Um, so yeah, and what brought me onto it, I guess, I've always wanted to do that sort of thing. But I think I just, I was actually quite late to downloading the app and I was thinking, oh, it's so stupid. And then as everyone does, I think you just get a bit obsessed with it and you're like, wow, this is so cool. And um, I think I was, it sounds really bad, but I was seeing some people do like comedy or, you know, POV videos and stuff like that and thinking, oh, I could do that. Like, I didn't realise there was a market for this. I thought this was just dancing. I could do that. So I put a few out and just sort of got a feel for it and actually thought, yeah, I can do this. Pre-TikTok, you know, before it actually yeah. came huge um, mm. and everybody started getting addicted to it and downloading it. Growing up, were you the sort of, um, would you describe yourself as a comedian growing up? Well, <laughs> I think that I I like to think that I'm funny. I mean, it's horrible saying that, isn't it, though? I don't know. I find it hard to say it, but... You're making me laugh, I so I think you've accomplished that. <laughs> I think my friends would say, yeah, she's definitely not shy of calling herself funny, but they're, they just, they humble me. They keep me in my place. But no, I think, um, yeah, I've got a lot of failings, but I like to think that 
being funny is hopefully one of my um, positive attributes. And yeah, growing up, I mean, I, I've always, I think as well, I've always really had a laugh with myself, which sounds really strange, but I think you have to find yourself funny, even if it's just for yourself, because you're going about your daily life on your own so much of the time that I always really had a laugh with myself. And I feel like there are a lot of things I'd be like, oh, this is an inside joke, but with myself. And I just think you, if you don't find yourself funny, um, I don't know how you get through some things because, you know, life is pretty tough sometimes. And I think I always just thought, oh, let's just have a laugh and try and see the, the positives and things. So, yeah, definitely. I hope so anyway. But if you're having a laugh with yourself and having a yeah. joke with yourself, you kind of think, wow, this could be funny to other people. Yeah. So that's so. kind of thinking, if I can make myself laugh, then I think I can make other people laugh. Sure. And I think TikTok, um, I mean, it gets a lot of bad press, really. And I, and I do understand that there are loads of trolls and I, I think it is can be really bad for your mental health. For me, it's actually been really nice to see other people commenting, oh, you, you're really funny. Yeah, because I, you don't particularly get that in daily life because you're just being yourself with people you've known forever so you don't really get any feedback from people you don't know so it has been really um, affirming really. Um, you mentioned that trolls um, that's been a big topic in the TikTok track so far and how you mentioned it's bad for mental health do you think yeah. that with it being lockdown as well mm -hmm. having yeah. not only being in lockdown and not yeah. being able to go anywhere and having all that abuse on TikTok together that must be so damaging yeah um, I mean I, I feel like I could write like a dissertation on it or something because I'm so fascinated by influencers by cancel culture and by online hate I li I really am genuinely fascinated tell me a bit about what what makes you fascinated by that well I'm not I think it's just I I think I don't know it's a lot there's a I've always thought you know on one hand it's just such an social media for example it's just such an amazing place to this it's, it's a new career basically I mean it wasn't a thing and now it's a whole career you can literally attain to be um you can strive to be an influencer yeah. and that just wasn't a thing before and now I think it's such a job I mean there are there are going to be jobs in social media that are so I mean there are people I follow on social media that I'm not even sure what they would call themselves because I don't think they would call themselves an influencer maybe they do a bit of writing and they do a bit of this and I just think it's fascinating but I also think I could never be an influencer because it I mean your mental health you've got to be pretty strong I mean you know there are hate forums for you or there are I mean I don't get any of it I mean I'm you know I'm not an influencer but influencers just I think you've got to you've got to really um have a, a, a thick skin or develop one pretty quickly and what I do think is hard for these influencers is every time they try and do something they are already like prefacing it with a defense you know you, you see videos and people are like oh I'm just having coffee oh but um this is a reasonable this is a reasonable cup I didn't uh, this is I never use reason um, no, no, they'll say this is a cup that they gave me this isn't my own um I, I I do normally bring that but today just and they just have to defend themselves before they say anything and it's I think it's very interesting to look at and see how how that does affect them and how no one is I don't know I, mean, I could go on forever but one more thing I will say is I really think sometimes people are out to get certain individuals rather than actually caring so like they'll um, one influencer might do a fast fashion haul you know, and they'll get no hate, all because of comments like, oh my gosh, that top's so nice. Another one might do the same thing and get just comments and comments and comments of hate about why are you promoting fast fashion. And I think it's that just shows that people don't really care about 
the fact that it's a fast fashion, they're just out to get a certain individual. And I think that is interesting. Um, it's but quite, yeah, I could go on forever. <laughs> no, it's, that's actually fine. It's, it's quite shocking as well, the fact that you have two people that are both promoting, um, like you said, fashion and how oh, yeah. one person can get hate, but another person doesn't. That's quite, no. it's quite strange how it's, it's the perception of, mm-hmm. of people thinking, okay, this, this person's doing it wrong and this person's doing it yeah. right. But who is who are they to say what's right or wrong? No, or like, oh, I hate this individual influencer at the moment. Everyone's jumping on that bandwagon. So let me go for her. Whereas the other one, she's currently, everyone loves her. You know, they just, they go up and down. And I think it's pretty unstable in terms of what people think of you. So yeah, I think it's interesting. Do you think these trolls actually think about their actions do you think that they realize the damaging effect that they're having on people's mental health um I just think it's so easy to like pop behind the screen and I mean disguise yourself I think a lot of trolls are really young I really do think they're either middle-aged or they're very young I think that they're normally quite shy people in real life I really do think that and I think that um people just want to get like top comment on a TikTok or something and if you comment something rude or like you know funny but it's kind of like harsh you're going to get the top comment and that just that's why I try and um, I really tried to imagine that I would maybe gain more followers perhaps if I was more of my personality on it you know doing me but I've tried to just stick with the the comedy stuff very intentionally because I just I'm not exposing myself to negative comments about life, my life, you know? Yeah. It's a really conscious decision. So, you know, if, if it's true that trolls are of the younger generation, is there stuff that can be done in educational settings like school and university to really raise awareness of this sort of online abuse happening on social media when it comes to people promoting content? You know, let's say TikTokers, for example. Mm-hmm. Is there things that people can do to really raise awareness to stop this thing happening I think that 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 social media should be taught at schools I really do I mean it's become such a huge thing that I don't know anyone who I actually don't think I know anyone who doesn't have at least one social media platform I don't think I know anyone um so yeah I think it's become such a thing that you just don't get prepared for it and that it should be a thing at school it should it should and I think it can stop this sort of thing happening Mm -hmm. and you know, it's all social media. It should be. It should be all about people connecting and people coming together. But yeah. there is so many dark aspects, and you're seeing it all the time in the news. You know, you're seeing footballers getting racially abused. You're seeing yeah. loads of this abuse happening, and and that's. I don't think that's what social media platforms. Let's say, for example, TikTok, Facebook, Snapchat. Mm-hmm. The reason they set up wasn't for people getting online abuse, was it? Yeah, yeah. I think. I think they. They have such a, I think social media has such an ability to be a positive tool. And yeah, people just naturally try and corrupt that. But that's hopefully, I mean, TikTok should just be a fun and fun, a funny place. Um, And that's what I try and keep mine as just, you know, just fun. Which is what I'm going to go into now. Um, We all know that your um, TikTok account is growing. Uh, You've just reached over a million likes, which is incredible. Um, Reaching 36,000 followers. How does that make you feel seeing those numbers? And what do you think you can do to get more? Is it when it comes to content, you know, when you create new content all the time, do you feel like it has to be fresh or do you think that it can be whatever you want it to be as long as 
you want to entertain the audience. It's it's so hard. I I really, you say thirty six thousand, and I think small, like not enough. This is my I think probably my biggest problem in life is I do give myself quite a hard time, and I and I, <laughs> I would like some more. I would like more, but I am um, realistically I feel like I really went for it. Um, well, I I do churn them out quite a lot, but to the point where I'm like, wow, there's a lot. There's a lot that's gone up, and now I'm like. I don't want to like rehash old stuff and I actually delete them a lot when I don't fully like them. Like I'm quite harsh. I mean, I could really churn them out a million miles now and do little ones and do part twos and lots of like little variants, but I'm quite, I do like them to be something that I think that's good. Or like, I really don't want to just chuck out any old like nonsense really. So I'm just trying to, it's hard I don't like doing anything that I think is overdone or too um I don't know too easy like I don't want to do really really um stereotypical ones or like I really has I'm really hesitant to do teacher point of views I have a bit of a problem with that well not a problem I've done a few um but I really don't want to become someone who does the same thing over and over and over and over again I want to be like Thank God I didn't expect it. And also my problem is I can't really do accents and I'm not an impressionist. So, um, yeah, it's definitely always my voice. Um, and I try and, yeah, so it's hard. It's hard. I'm a bit limited in that way. And I don't want to do the same thing. I don't want to necessarily do like posh girl because it's a bit like, you know, no one really wants to see me do that. It's, I don't want to do teachers too much. I don't want to do anything that could be, you know, I'm very careful to do a mix of genders. If you do girls too much, you're accused of, you know. That is a very, that is a very good point there, Izzy, because do you think that people are all, do you think a lot of TikTokers are kind of precautious to how they're making content in case they offend someone? So when it comes to, um, stuff like you said like women's rights or or um lgbt and stuff like that yeah. do you think people do you think people are being precautious sure, yeah. but there are I people do. Do, do, so so it's a two-part question do mm-hmm. you think people are being a lot too cautious when it comes to making content or do you think have you noticed people that have just done it no matter what and how do you react to those people it's interesting. I am very cautious, actually. And I really find that sad because I consider myself quite a, like the baseline, like moral good, you know, not phenomenal and not um, a horrible person and no, could do better. Sure. Could do better. Sure. A horrible person. You know, you, no, no. 100%. But could do better. I understand that. But what it's I don't want to offend anyone ever, but I am really, really cautious about it. So I really balance out gender um I do girls and I do boys I do non-gender specific ones that could be literally anyone um and anytime sometimes I've been yeah yes it's really problematic as soon as you do too many girl ones you get internalized progeny if you do a men I'm very cautious every time I upload one about a man I really do wait for people to like for men to really um have to really come at me and they don't normally but um I do worry and I also yeah, I am careful about what I say. I get quite a lot of comments comparing me to Ricky Gervais, and I do <laughs> not understand it in any way. And that's I'm a compliment. That, that's a compliment. That Ricky Gervais is an absolute legend. I know, but I feel business. like I mean, I feel like he's 
potentially I don't know potentially he's potentially he's a bit problematic sometimes and I don't want anyone to think that's what I'm trying to be like uh I don't give a damn like I'm going to say what I want about people I really am not of that that mindset Izzy Radford calling out Ricky Gervais right here right (laughs) now I think he's very talented but um no I I don't want anyone to think that I'm that kind of humor that's just you like I really don't care for anyone's feelings which I, I admire that in a way but I am um, I also but I do at the same I think cancel culture has basically become so extreme that I'm careful what I say of any means but I do think we can still joke about some things I just think it's it's I'm not of the oh joke's gone too like you can't say anything anymore I'm for sure not of that mentality however I definitely do think when I see TikToks for example that are like trigger warning what I eat and food and it's a what I eat in a day sometimes you've got to engage your brain and realize of course there's going to be food on a what I eat in a day stuff like that I'm like guys you've got to protect yourselves not everyone is set up to look out for you you individual on tiktok that might have a problem with a certain thing i think that has become ridiculous um you know and it makes stuff like trigger warnings seem like the actual serious the the importance of them seem ridiculous because people are like have gone absolutely insane with them so yeah for that stuff i definitely think we can lighten up a bit also i'm definitely not i feel like when i'm doing point of view you don't know that that's not me you know or or that I'm I'm not actually offended by people I'm doing an impression of it's just comedy you know like I'll do one that's like point of view you know you didn't go to uni and it's she's like oh I'm so great I'm amazing like you don't know anything about me so I didn't go so you know how could you criticize you know what I mean it's like no one knows who I'm I'm not even mocking because I just think it's funny and you've got to laugh at yourself in that way I think it's gone too far but sh- for sure I am definitely not uh oh my god you can't say anything anymore sort of girl <laughs> see even in that long-winded answer I've already said like I'm clearly I'm a bit like cautious about yeah what I put out because I really don't want to get a bar- barrage of hate or be seen as something I'm not and um I think people that I followed and doing like UK comedy are quite good at that just in general I don't know anyone who I think oh god that's really like offensive in any way I don't know anyone who I think does that absolutely now I would be remiss in not asking about your work with the BBC I would be <laughs> remiss not to ask about that because you wrote a piece I did, called yeah. uh the making of an education please tell me a bit more about that because I it sounds to. really intriguing I would love to I am um... Yeah, I did. I wrote an audio piece called The Making of an Education when I was on the cusp of 18 to 19 um, and then made it when I was throughout um, the year. And yeah, I voiced it. And it's all about um, it's all about growing up and coming home. And yeah, I did. I went to uni for six weeks and then I left. I dropped out and I really hated it. And then I came back home and I was obviously like kind of forging a very different path to what I expected and what everyone else I knew was doing and it was really hard but it was also very rewarding and that is kind of what the piece is about and it's comedy but it's also an interior monologue um so it's a little bit of it's kind of like um what I it's kind of what I hope to always be which is like a mix between funny and actually very you know serious I think and you check the two boxes there 100% I hope so that's what I always want to do like that's why people are sometimes surprised that 
of some things that I might write or the poem I use in poems and stuff like that because they're like oh I just thought you were a lot you know like on TikTok you were just a laugh but no I think that you know you can be so multifaceted and people don't necessarily allow for that so yeah I really am proud of it but um yeah listen to it <laughs> Go I, listen I to definitely it will I mean university is always a big step for new for for, 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 for um kids that are transitioning from school into university I mean what was the challenges that you faced in those six weeks that made you think this isn't for me because we all know a lot of people a lot of people they like university or they don't like university it's as simple as that but what were the challenges that you faced that made you think it was not for you I really just I couldn't even pinpoint what it was and like a lot of people have talked to me about that feeling being able to pinpoint something they just didn't like the vibe I don't know I think I was too young I was for sure too young they probably should have taken a year off um but I'm quite I don't quite proud I guess so once I left I would just never consider going back and I didn't and I probably could have done you know and, and enjoyed it and I could have I could have definitely got through those six weeks and had an enjoyable time but I think you've just got to back whatever you you did decide and um, for sure, I have I have definitely done that. Not to say that there wouldn't have been a nicer time or equally as good time um, if I'd stayed or if I had gone back. But yeah, I just really hated it. I was just so sad, and I couldn't. I just think I was too young, not doing some, not doing a course that I was passionate about. That's absolutely understandable. That is absolutely understandable. And you've also gone to um, speak at local schools, haven't you, as well? Yeah. Um, to talk to um, kids about your experiences how did you find that and did that help you in in a sense to you know this is a big decision that you're Mm -hmm. gonna have to face and ultimately you have to make that decision so I mean how did you go about telling those um those those kids at school and and did it help you you know in in that sort of sense yeah myself yeah I think it was a big lesson in like just take trying to make your own opportunities I mean I really never like in terms of um work things I I, I've definitely had to seek them out myself you know no one comes up to you and goes is he do this you you really seek them yourself so it was kind of a real step for me to have decided I want to make some money and talk about what I'm passionate about and what better way to do that than to talk about the only thing I know or have experience in at this point which is doing something different and I appreciate that it isn't a nationwide issue lots of people don't go to union and it's potentially even more the minority don't the minority do go so but like around the area that I live there's a lot of like very high achieving um schools so that's where I went to just talk about the fact that there are so many other options and it's all right not to know it definitely did help me and it also really helped me in terms of like um a decision to not be like try and do things when they weren't perfect or just like wing things a bit and just get better as I did things and I think that's really helped with anything creative that I've done in the terms of the fact that no one's necessarily handing opportunities I mean obviously no one's handing opportunities in that way but in terms of making your own stuff and putting it out there just keep going and try all different kinds of things Izzy you're totally in it to wing it 100% I am I am always no and and keep that mentality because it will take you places and speaking of um uh, places you want to go where exactly do you see yourself going um let's talk about where you see yourself going with TikTok and where you see yourself going with your comedic and writing career, because I think you do have a real talent and I think it will take you somewhere, but but where do you want to take it? I mean, I, I, I want to write really. That's my, my um, end goal. 
is to write um, any, in any capacity, but particularly for TV, I think I would really like to write basically TV comedy. And I do write like, you know, all the time, not just, not, so I, I love writing like poems and short stories and all that. And obviously the radio piece, but also try and get anywhere in terms of TV and writing comedy stuff. I think that does take people perhaps by surprise. I'm not an actress, um, I'm for sure not an actress. Perhaps a maybe writer, performer. I mean, I would never call myself an actress, but, or a comedian necessarily, but I, I love the TikToks because it's like your ideas that you can just pop out, you know? So if I just say I wasn't interested in comedy, I'd be lying because I want to write comedy. I mean, I'd love to write something and be in it myself, but I don't want to be a stand up. And I think that's what a lot of people that do to TikTok do want to do. Um, and I don't want to be an actress either necessarily. It's a writer, performer. That definitely would be my big, big, big dream. And you can write my presenting scripts. I'll hire you any day. <laughs> I hear any any form of writing is is my passion, really. Well, you know, Izzy, I really wish you the best of luck with that because I think you're very talented and I think that you deserve this break. Um, with, with the story that you've, you've told you, you're a very talented person and I do wish you all the best with that. And I want to thank you as well for coming on the show. It's, no, um, I loved it. Been, um, I love chatting about myself. <laughs> <laughs> and I've loved chatting to you. And... Um, for the viewers that want to listen back to this interview with Izzy, all you have to do is go on uh, Apple Podcasts, give us a rating, give us a review, tell us what you felt um, of this interview and all the other episodes we've got because the TikTok trip will continue on with our next guest coming very soon. And finally, Izzy, for the viewers that are listening into this show and want to see where your work is, where can they find your TikTok and other things that you'd love to see them? Well, yeah, my TikTok is Izzy Rad Comedy, which... It sounds a bit precocious, but the name's stuck now, so I've got to keep. <laughs> Can't change it now. My Instagram is. I did a bit of reels on Instagram, but my Instagram is Izzy Radford with two Y's, I Z Z Y Y Radford, and you can kind of find everything else from there: the making of an education and poems and all that. So yeah, that should take you kind of to my full range. Well, Izzy, thank you so much for appearing on the show. No, it's been a pleasure. Thank you so much. Have a lovely day. Yeah, you too. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye.